0: Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good morning! Good morning. It is morning Mori here. Mori, 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 mori. Mario Cho Radio. Radio. Wrong part. Good morning! Oh, I miss him. Kai Harada. Oh, what a guy. Hi, I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. And we are careening wildly towards the end of available JoJo's Bizarre Adventure animated content. We have... One or maybe seven episodes left. Three. I three episodes. We were just talking about we this. We have three episodes left. Excluding today's. Yes. And today's is, of course, the 36th episode of Jojo's Bizarre, <laughs> Bizarre <laughs> Adventure Part 5 Vento Aurea, a.k.a. Okay, a... Gold and Wind. You really struggled gold with Gold and six... Wind. Yeah. <laughs> gold und Wind, please. And it is entitled uh, Diavolo Surfaces, and it is... <gasps> The 149th episode of the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure anime as a whole. And it covers the chapters 578 through 583 of the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure manga. Oh, because it's an adaptation. Yes. And this this very self-same story has recently received a new adaptation in the form of Jojo Rabbit in cinemas now. (laughs) Man, I really want to see Jojo Rabbit. It's pretty good. It's not screening in many places though. As far as I'm aware. It's on at the one of the local cinemas, <laughs> which isn't pointless to share with the listeners because most of them won't know. Great. Which one is it, Liam? Oh, it's the um, Palace Cinemas in Rain Square. Oh, Palace Cinemas in Rain Square. Actually, you know, I could actually go there, couldn't I? Yeah, you got time to kill today after this. I do. I do. Ooh, maybe I'll go see Jojo Rabbit and then come back and be like, "There was neither Jojo, Jojo jo or Rabbit's Rabbit bizarre adventure." So there's this kid, there's this young rabbit, Jojo, young Jojo. He's got a pet rabbit. No, he they go out into the woods and they find a rabbit and the big Nazi boys are like, "Kill the rabbit, Jojo! Kill the rabbit!" And he's all like, "But I like the rabbit." And then Hitler shows up and he's all like, "I'm, I'm a figment. Wacky. Of, I'm a figment of your imagination. I'm your stand, Hitler. I have a German New Zealand accent. Hitler experience." <laughs> I mean, that's a bad. That's a bad bad. bad name. It's a bad name. (laughs) Why did I get lumped with a with a with a Nazi metal theme stand? (laughs) Could you imagine being like Stroheim, filled with Nazi technology in the modern era, being like, "I'm still alive," and everyone around him's like, "You need to cool it with the Nazi shit, man." Stroheim, you're (laughs) cancelled. It's like, but this is how I live. It's like, oh, I see how it is. Okay, sure. That's how you live. You know what, Stroheim? I'm sick of your shit, all right? Why don't you go try a prosthetic arm from the hospital? I'm sick of you liquidating South American villages and then being a bit nicer for a while after that (laughs) before you return to your old ways. (sighs) Stroheim. Stroheim. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Gold and Wind. We have no patrons that... Have paid yet. Because we delayed. Because we delayed. Apologies for this. Nah, I've already made my apologies. I'll make no further ones. Whoa, Liam. Nick. I'll make further ones. Yes. Hirohiko Araki, author of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and artist. Ah, that makes sense. Put together a neat little poster for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. I presume I should just block out this side of Google Images. Um, no, there's nothing there you don't need to see. Oh, wow. I know all of these. How far I've come! <laughs> okay, so I've seen this already. So, uh, there is a big, like, Hokusai-style wave made mm. of clouds and water. Yep. People uh, are... It's perspired water, representing the sweat of the athletes. Okay. Yep. That big Japanese mountain is in the far distance. In Mount Fuji? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know that big Japanese mountain, you know, the, yeah. the one... The size and shape of it exalts me in the night. <laughs> We've got two guys on. This is technically for the Paralympics. Yes, I thought it might yeah. have been because those are those are pretty obviously like uh, athletic style prosthetic legs that they're both and they're the both Paralympic symbol. Yeah, Where, what's the where's the Paralympic symbol? On oh, on back. this gentleman's yeah. back. So you know how the Olympics has the five rings. Mm-hmm. The Paralympics has the three um, slices. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, the <laughs> I don't three know slash are. marks. Yeah. made by a master swordsman, yeah. uh, which is infinitely cooler than the Olympic logo. Because the Olympics is like, oh, wow. Five colours in rings. Five golden rings. They're not even made of gold. What's the point? Like what if they're on? made of gold but painted five different colours? Oh, now they've got you. That's how they do it. The Paralympics one is just, I'm going to cut you with a sword three times in the back. Oh, look at that. It's pretty good. I'll use that as a logo. Um, yes, they got prosthetic... So we, one of them's got a little killer queen arm on his wrist... Ha- ha- head on his wristbands. That's uh, fun. He's also got... A little scarab. If I zoom in, he's got a little, he's got the stone mask on his in hair his clip. hair pin. a little golden wind a little on his, golden uh, wind. Yeah. holding his ponytail together. Uh, I don't know what that is, but I that feels like something. I think just like a part of the prosthetic leg. That would make sense. <laughs> yep. Um, every time. Oh, my and my also friends... they're both scantily clad and muscular. Oh, well they're meant, I think. That's a Jojo's be, reference. I think they're meant to be the gods of sport or something. As I'll take them? your word for that. Yeah, there was... oh, And Aerosmith is there. <laughs> yeah, Aerosmith is there. The plane, not the band. <laughs> if it was the band, I'd be Steven way Tyler's happier. Steven Tyler's there. Uh, for some reason, my, one of my friends was like, oh, it's Fugo or Dio. It's, it, and I was like, I, mean, I get it. I don't no. think it literally is, but the design no. has some vague similarities. No, they're the gods of sport. But, like that mullet. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. I understand that. But Fugo doesn't have a mountain. No, I'm not I'm like not that. saying it's Fugo. I'm yeah. just saying it's, you know, it's there's a there's a, there's a aesthetic through oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's also a boat down there. I don't know if that's a spoiler. There's also a plane, if you make it out. So there through is. Through the clouds. So there is uh, the Olympics. Not part of JoJo's bizarre adventure. Also the Paralympics, not mm-hmm. the Olympics. How dare you. Nick? Yes. I would like to share with you words. I <laughs> hope they're words of wisdom. They are wise words. Okay. They are words that have w- an amount of wisdom. That was a strong hesitation. Uh, this is from the final author's note <gasps> of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Five: Vento Oreo. No. From volume sixty-three of the manga. No. No. There's more. Uh, feeding into our Olympic theme, there is um, an accompanying picture of like some Greek-looking statues. I don't know if they're statues. It just feels so lifelike in there. Well, it's like finding the life within the marble, you Ah. know. Like the marble already knows what shape it wants to be. Mm. I just bring it out. Tapity tap tap. Oh look, it's. Oh, I broke it. put it in the big marble (laughs) trash heap out the back. Father, why do you abandon me? Father, get me more marble, please. It's alive. (laughs) Here we get Araki writes the sequence. The magnificence of music resides within the chord progression. Even Mozart once said to the Emperor that no note could be omitted from a piece. Did he? Ever? Even Mozart once said to the Emperor (laughs) that no note could be omitted from a piece. The human body is also made of a genetic sequence called DNA. Thus, we cannot neglect the existence of that sequence of pre-established facts we call fate. Uh, okay, alright. Music is a sequence. sure. DNA is a sequence. Fate is a sequence. Okay. But... But? If everything is decided in advance by fate, we tend to think that the efforts we deploy every day are, are vain. I think it means in vain. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is one of the point I have to consider when I tell a human epic. Is there a solution to that question? Wait, is that part of the thing? Yes. Or are you asking is, me, that is that there be, a solution? That, that is the end of the thing. Is okay. there a solution to the question? And I think, I think it's quite apt that this... This comes up at it, the end of part five. The end of our JoJo journey for the foreseeable future. Oh no. Because we've been talking about fate and its role in the story throughout this whole thing. I mean, yes, that is true. But also, what's the fate of this podcast, Liam? We know what the fate of this podcast is. We talked about it last time. We're just going to keep on rolling. Yeah. There'll be a part six eventually. (laughs) Your face went, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows in like 2030. (laughs) Oh man. Didn't the... Part 1 and 2 anime come out, like, six years ago? 2012 it was, I believe. Eight years ago? Yep. When did this part come out? Uh, It started last year, 2018. Okay, so we're on course. Maybe maybe the end of 2017. We're on course. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Part 6 is going to be so well animated. (laughs) Uh, And of course, lest we forget... um, Thousands of Anzac troops came their No. Um. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You're um. on a roll today. First, it's nuts. No, Less lest we forget, no, part, part three was split into two distinct seasons. Ah, right. Okay. That also makes more sense. Because mm-hmm. everyone loves part three. Mm-hmm. No love for Jonathan. No love for fucking... I mean, everyone loves Josuke and Joseph. So I don't know why I was about to bring them up. But no love for Jono. Not enough love for Bruno. Maybe a mild amount of love for Narancia. Everyone loves Bruno Bucciarati. It's true. Every Well, everyone in the universe loves Nick, him. Nick? Yes. No, nah, Bruno's actually a pretty popular character, I believe. Is he? At least, certainly amongst the... I think he's a standout amongst the part five crowd. Excellent. Excellent. As he so should be, because he's that's, that's the protagonist. That's my take on the, on the chats I've seen. Rain. Rain falls on Bruno Bucciarati's body. Oh! <gasps> Which is, of course, inhabited by Doppio, the little shit boy. The little shit boy who never got a good deal. He's just lying there bleeding out because his body was already dead and also he's been shot several times. And he's just like, is this what it comes to? Boss, boss, do you hear me? Boss, do you hear me? I thought you might do that. Thank you. You know, I went and saw Frozen 2, like, before the break. Is it good? It was the worst viewing experience I've ever been to. Whoa, hot take, hot movie takes from Nick Valentine. Quick (laughs) three-minute tirade. Movie takes. So, one, the dude next to me, right, shows up ten minutes into the film, noisy as hell, and is like, yep, yep, we'll probably just have a seat here, shall I have a seat here? Are we sitting here? How crowded was the rest of the cinema? Not at all. It was... So we went with, I went with friends. All right, here we go. Went here some, we go. Here we fucking go. Okay, I went with some friends because after like D&D, we were like, anyone want to come see Frozen 2? I know, it'll be a good social experience. And I went, I don't really want to see Frozen 2, but all right, I guess I'll come along. So, so you set yourself so up have for a comment. bad time already. Well, it wasn't going to be bad because like, well, I mean, Frozen is a quote unquote modern classic that literally every small child was like. Oh my god, Frozen's amazing. Except for the male children. Oh my god, Frozen's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I liked Frozen. Everyone apparently liked Frozen. And I was like, alright, I'll see Frozen 2. It, it'll probably be fine if Frozen 1 was alright. So, we go to the cinema. Uh, we get sushi train To the theatre. The we get some sushi train. I'm like, you know what? It's already a pretty good social time. We then go in. And I'm like... Congratulations, Nick. We have returned to the start of the story. <laughs> 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 and, you know, there's a cinema... Uh, down in, I think it's Morley, maybe? It doesn't matter. Uh, well, they have these big, cushy seats. Mm-hmm. Real big. They lean back. It's really nice. The trailers go on for like 15 minutes. And I'm like, I'm already halfway through my phone. I my... sound so old. <laughs> the <laughs> trailers go on for so long. They went long. for so long, Liam. It was just like all G-rated things. And I was like, Ugh, give me some fucking R-rated give me Jason X, things. Yeah. In my Frozen 2 screening. Come on. I was halfway through my frozen Fanta and I was like, okay, movie starting. Your frozen Fanta? Yeah, my frozen Your Fanta. Your thematically chosen drink? Was it a blue oh, Fanta? No, it was pink. Oh. So <laughs> then I'm like, okay, movie's starting, let's go. Starts up and they're all like, oh, the movie's starting. And then this dude comes in, 10 minutes yep. in. Return to the start of the story. Right as the first song is starting, right? And he's just... Oh, maybe we'll sit. Maybe we'll sit here. Maybe we'll sit. He just comes like literally like... Is he with people or is he just speaking aloud? He is with people. (laughs) And he's like talking really fucking loudly. It's the group of my friends and two other groups, maybe of like partners, just in two different seats. Legal firm partners. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we've got a nice empty cinema. I guess they didn't do enough marketing for Frozen 2. Cool. Oh, get it cool because it's far. Keep going. So finish this he movie talks, story. He's literally this far away from me. Mm-hmm. The seat. Nick is arms. holding his hands like twenty centimeters apart. The armrest, right, is that big? Nick is holding his hands like half a meter. Yeah, and it's just like, why are you this close to me? I've heard of man spreading, but this is ridiculous. It's like, okay, sure, and he's just there with like four other people who are like, okay, maybe, maybe we'll see. He's like, okay, all right. Are these the seats? I don't know if these are these the seats. I'm like. Dude, no one cares. Just sit anywhere. Just have a seat and stop talking. Then, three minutes pass. And I know it's three minutes because I looked up the song length. Alright? Remember how this was going to be a three minute story? Oh, don't worry. We're getting (laughs) there. He then decides, oh, my phone's going off. He decides his phone's going off. Yep. And he goes... Well, better answer it then. Hello! He- ah, do you remember that sketch from Trigger Happy TV where the man has a cell phone that's about half a metre long and he answers it in situations where he's supposed to be quiet and he's like, hello? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what's ha- is that what's happening? That's literally what happened and then worse because you know what he does then? Yeah, I'll tell you what's happening. So it's Frozen 2. They're just sang a three-minute song. They're going into the unknown. Yeah, more or less that. Then followed by, oh, I'll meet you. Then stands up, doesn't go anywhere. He just stands up and just continues to talk there. Okay, now take a step with your left foot. Okay, now take a step with your right foot. Inhale, take a step with your left foot. Exhale. They then show up at the front door. He goes, hey! And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Everyone near me is so enthralled by the film and the music. They apparently have not noticed or cared no, to notice. everyone was working here to gaslight you. And I was there being like, what is wrong with this guy? He then decides, oh, hang on, you know what? We'll go sit by the front. Everyone shifts up, like moves down one row and then starts looking left and right and going, oh, but do we want to sit here? Can we sit? Because there are two people in front of us. And like, Can we sit here? And they're like, sure, go for it. It's like, are you sure we can sit here? It's like... Yes, just go for- Are you- Are you sure these are your seats? yes, these are our seats. You can sit here. There's like, oh, but there's just not enough seats here, are there? Oh, you know, maybe we'll go back. They then come back to my seat, still talking very loudly. I'm like, what is going on? He then takes, like, he sits down and goes, all right. Moves his, like, leg rest up and I'm like, all right, good. That's the end of it. I can now try to enjoy this film Mm -hmm. as much as possible. He then takes another phone call. And he's like, hey, what up? Same phone or different phone? Same phone. And he's like, hello. No, 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 you got to make the deal, man. you got to make the deal. Look, there should be three containers in the back. And I'm like, what are you doing? It is a Saturday night. Why are you taking this call in a movie theatre? He then continues for 15 minutes on his phone. And then, the best part... Why don't you tell on him? Well, he walked out of the theatre. Yep. And then I never saw him again. It's a good movie then? Um, no, I didn't actually like the film very much. <laughs> <enough. laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest, I don't get it. I don't get Frozen. Nick? I don't, yeah. We are
1: three running. seconds
0: into this episode. Oh, It was the worst, Liam. The worst. If I ever pull out my phone in a movie theatre, just shoot me. I will. Just, I promise you. And you know what the worst? My solemn pledge, Nick, I will shoot you right between the eyes. Thank you. <laughs> so, there's rain falling. Doppio's corpse. I'm dying. It's... Are you there, boss? Can you hear me? I'm just glad that when we were getting body switched, you were like, later dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you were callous in your removal of me from your form. Doppio's got self-esteem problems. Well, look, he obviously must have some kind of Stockholm Syndrome. Mm. Maybe. Or maybe it's the only way he attained meaning in his life. If you're in the body, I think you're in, boss. You're definitely going to win. And then he's like impotently reaching for a discarded mobile phone. Like, but I wish you could call me one last time. And he's like superimposed over Bruno Bucciarati's body with his soul. And now I die. Opening things in. (laughs) Uh, Diablo's still just doing his one man show. It's just no one can escape fate. The only thing that is true for all of us is the sorrow within. Why don't you accept the sorrow of the fate that you're destined for, Jono? Whoa, that's me! I'm not destined for sorrow, though, because I'm free of my past. Ah, oh, he did it. I control fate. I know what a saber is. What's that? Uh, I think it's a character. Oh, like from Fate Stay Night? Yeah. Don't really understand that franchise. Neither do I, but man, is it popular. <laughs> So, Diavolo, he's at it. The opening ends. Chariot is running at Turtle Polnareff. And t- Turtle Polnareff is like, Quick, mister, use the arrow. Everyone's like, quick, stop him. And they're all like, no, I can't. I can't stop Silver Chariot. He's too fast and cool. Quick, mister, try to shoot him. And mister's like, I'll shoot him. Tries to shoot him with his revolver. And it just falls apart. The uh, The barrel that contains the bullets just snaps plonks into the street he's like oh what what? the fuck my dad gave me this gun for my birthday (laughs) (laughs) well thanks dad it's still running still running still running more gunshots pow 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 good thing I took that cop's gun so we, we now there's an additional wrinkle to the scene from last week <laughs> where in one smooth motion, not only does Mr. shoot the cop in the face and then handcuff him through the bullet wound to a pole, but also in that same instant just lifts his gun. I guess disarm your opponent before you do yep. anything, maybe? Like, goddamn. Shoot him in the face, then disarm them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way, really, to be mm-hmm. safe. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Look, shoot them right here behind the ear and then bam, take their gun. So he, now that he's attended a business, he's like, what the fuck, guys? Why did my gun break? And all the sex pistons are like, oh, it's been overused lately, mister. It's not that it's bad. It's just bad. Metal fatigue. You know, we haven't had time for maintenance. I like the idea of the, um... The, the sex pistols all, like, putting, like, headbands and bandanas on, rolling up their sleeves to do some gun maintenance. And then Mist we'll just there it... going, Come on, guys, hurry up. I need to shoot someone. Come on. But we want lunch. No, no. You'll get your Sundays when you finish maintaining my gun. Solidarity! Death to the managers! <laughs> now, hang on. I'm the one who can <laughs> shoot the gun, and I can shoot you. Oh, no. Wait, but you're me. Oh, no! <laughs> So then Chariot's, like, getting up off the ground and the big holes in his face, like, <sniffs> heal up. <gasps> he's invincible. Ugh. And he's coming at Mister now for vengeance. And also because Mister is holding Polnareff now. Question. Yeah? So you know how Silver Chariot, right? You know how Chariot Requiem, right? Mm-hmm. It's new form of Silver Chariot. You know yeah. how last time when they tried to do anything to it, yeah. nothing worked? How, like, their stands would... ...go berserk Weird. and attack yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not happening anymore. Okay. Because I thought they tried to, like, attack him with anything... ...like, even rocks. Perhaps, my, my guess on these shoots, mm. the shooting it... If, ...if I had to try to justify it... Yeah. ...would be that Mr. is just using his own normal aiming... ...and he is not using the sex pistols. He is just aiming a gun and shooting it. But we also know that mm. only stands can hurt stans double butt, we also know that Silver Chariot Requiem is a solid tangible object now that even normal people can see. So yeah. maybe that doesn't count anymore. So basically, Just... Chariot Requiem is his own thing. Yeah. The temper. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sick. much. Sick. Like, okay. it's running again, Jorno punches it, and at the same time, Mister shoots it, and then Mister's like, oh, it's coming at me! And he runs, and it's chasing him, and he like does some sick parkour and shimmies up a, uh, uh, a lamppost. <laughs> And so he's like, okay, someone take Polnareff turtle. I'm going to throw it, okay? I'm going to throw it at one of you. One of you has to catch it. Otherwise, he's going to land on a shell. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a messy time. It's already got the arrow back by this point, too. But it's like, oh, I'm still going to kill you, Polnareff. He's like, he's coming at me on this lamppost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to throw you the turtle. Who wants to accept the turtle? Um, One of you is going to accept the turtle. First, he's like, oh, I'll shoot it again. But, oh, no, I can't because... The, this kind of gun uses a cartridge rather than just loose bullets And it takes time to refill the cartridge Now Liam Yeah Correct me if I'm wrong Yeah Revolvers also take time to reload Yeah but he's got like mind powers that lets him do it in an instant remember I He can just Yes He can just drop the bullet that he keeps in his hat out of his hat And cock the gun And his magical imps will ensure the bullets go where they need to go That's true That is true But why can't he just let loose the cartridge and then have his imps fly another cartridge in? He's only got one cartridge container, I'm pretty sure. He needs to put bullets back in it. Oh, I see, I see. My God, that's dumb. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Yeah, so he's like, quick, I'll throw the turtle to Jorno, And Polnareff is like, wait, what? But I'm a turtle, what? He goes to throw it, but then it's like a flurry of sudden movement and then Polnareff is gone. (gasps) Then Chariot is just walking away and Polnareff... Is normal on the ground And this is where things get A little silly <laughs> Now when you say that Do you mean The rest of the episode And by extension The season Gets a little bit silly I, I won't say that's not true But in this instance I mean just the next Three to five minutes Get a little okay. silly Alright He's like Remember what I said At the Coliseum Mister I don't know my polareff Is so fixated on mister <laughs> Because <laughs> Mister has a gun I'm pretty sure this Mister fella is the protagonist of this situation Or a Mister, I've met a Jojo in my past And I don't see anyone here that looks anything like Dio yeah, or Jojo His name's Giorno, that's a G-I-O situation That's, that's not, not a that's Jojo not No, but Mister is more of a M-I-S well, This Mister, he's cut Mister could be Jojo hiding his true name Like, Mr. Joestar. So, anyway, what I'm saying is, this Requiem's got yet more powers that we even didn't know about beyond the putting everyone to sleep and Uh, body swapping and making your stand attack you. Go on. (laughs) And reflecting physical objects that you move towards the arrow. Yep, keep it going. Keep it coming. You see, it stopped trying to kill me in this instance because the time has come and we're all going to start doing that thing from that one Rick and Morty episode and turning into hideous beasts. Oh, we're all going to turn to Jackson Pollock painting. Cronenbergs, they say. Cronenbergs. Yeah. That's not Jackson Pollock. No, Jackson Pollock is just like splashes of paint. Yeah, so we're all going to turn to Jackson abstract. Pollock paintings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're all going to go to like one sequence from 2001, A Space Odyssey. Oh. No, and then like, like a horrid like fish face with like a, a lobster claw like spurts, spurts, spurts out, out of the turtle shit. It's like, hey, I'm here too. It's like, what, what, what is Wait, happening? What, what's going on now? And everyone's talking about how like, wow, the 3.5 billion year history of the creatures on this earth is about to be irrevocably altered by the power of the arrow. Um, so literally everyone around the group starts mutating. And like they're growing extra eyes or like turning into, like metal hands. That's the what's un- happening to Mr. The only person that really gets affected by it is... Mister, whose like hands start flaking away, and it looks it looks metal to me, but it could be bone. Yeah, which is Trisha's body. No, no, it's it's Trisha, Trish in Mister's Mrs. body. Okay, yeah. cool. And Polarf too. Oh yeah, with old Cronenberg. Over yeah, there. yeah, and then, but then everyone else in the street is just like writhing masses of of like flesh, like the climax of Akira. Yeah, yeah, it's not fantastic. And they're like, wow, that could start happening to us at any moment, but it's not. <laughs> Does it ever come back up again, Nick? This is not relevant to the proceedings at all. I didn't think so. All it's really doing is, in in the service of the broader story, adding a bit of time pressure to the other stuff that happens this episode. But it feels like in a series that's built on cool, unnecessary things happening, this one feels a bit unnecessary. <laughs> okay, alright, yeah. Cause I saw it and went, oh no, something's gonna happen, and then nothing ever happened for the rest of the episode, and I thought. Now, Fugostan showed up so once. This is kind of what I was talking about last episode when I was saying, like, the true might of Silver Chariot Requiem is that it just kind of has too much going on. Yeah, okay. And so, therefore, it's its own worst enemy. <laughs> it's like, hey, is it going to attack anyone? No. Because it's just realised it's true attack. It's like, okay. But we've gone through three of those. Yeah, we're about to go through a Death Stranding-style extinction event. Oh, no. no. But what'll happen to us? Well, that's the best part. We become delivery men and we start delivering to Chariot Requiem <laughs> small tributes, perhaps champagne, perhaps pizzas, perhaps thermonuclear weapons. You get a very vague understanding of the, the I do. contents of this game, but you're not wrong. I know. I'm really not looking forward to playing it, but at the same time, I really am. The preload is over and the actual piece is starting and King Crimson, like we we, the, we get the first of several like... It's cut to the perspective of Diavolo hiding in someone's body. So we just do like a close-up on King Crimson's face. Okay. And he's like, wow, Requiem is crazy. <laughs> right? Just, I mean, more or less, yeah, that is what he does. But because of all this stupid bullshit, I'm starting to understand how to get the arrow. <gasps> Is this the bit where he says, through observation? I think that's a bit lighter, but again, like, through observation, I shall deduce my stratagem. Which is the dumbest line of dialogue we've ever seen. My next note is just big mutant times. Yeah, because everyone's turning into big mutants. there's just big mutant times. (laughs) How far has it spread? They don't seem to be in pain or dying, but they've just got these vacant stares. And then Trish is, like, monologuing, like, but there is this fear of becoming something else, oh. as if, slowly but surely, my body and soul will disappear and become something unknowable. And everyone's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, you know, you, you don't have to think like this that. This is your fault, Polnareff. You and your arrow. Hey, you did this to hey, us. if we didn't have the arrow, we wouldn't have cars. Actually, we still would have had cars, because that was pre-arrow. Mm. Shit. <laughs> Stop fighting, everyone. We need to figure out our way to defeat Silver Chariot Requiem. And the boss is like, Yes, get closer. Closer still. I'll get to the arrow and the world will grovel at my feet. And then Jono's all like, Wait. Yeah, so everyone goes to chase after Requiem, who just started walking away again. Because that's what he does. And throughout this whole last sequence, like every now, every three sentences or so, someone will chime in like, He's very slowly getting away. He's walking, at a mild pace, we better get after him. It's like, no, wait. What if it's like, damn it, Jorno, we're wasting precious time. He's moving a meter a second. <laughs> Stop, everyone says Jorno. Don't move. And everyone's like, shut up. We're returning into mutants. We've, we're about to discover the secret of the ewes. We no. gotta sort this out. No, I'm Jorno. You'll listen to me. Yeah, I'm the I'm the leader now. I've got vision. <laughs> Look, Mister, I've got your revolver. I picked it up before. You're welcome. Uh, and <laughs> the broken part. ...doesn't match up to the other end of the broken part. Are you saying that my stand, six bullets, are wrong? If it was metal fatigue, the parts should still match. Well, they do match, you dumb shit! Bruno starts taking a couple of steps before he's like, No, stay away, Bruno Bucciarati. I'm doing a thing here. Look, look, look at this mole that's slowly crawling into frame. What, Giorno, what is that mole doing? Nick, Nick did you immediately realise that this was one of his gold experience creatures? Yes. Or were you like, why is there just a random mole here? Oh no, I immediately okay. realised because anytime there's an animal on screen, it's like, it's either a dog that's going to die or it's one of Jono's precious minions. <laughs> exactly. Remember how at the start of this story, there was the thing where uh, Licky Eye Luca hit the frog with the shovel and killed himself? Yes? Yes. And the creatures created by god experience reflect the damage back onto... Yeah. Remember how that never came up again? Yeah. That's interesting, right? William, I feel as though... You know how the further the Jedi went on, the more powers they got? And then we got to the point of Jedi where it was like, they can do just about anything they fucking want that's not vaguely morally bad. Like, lightning became morally... Bad because it inflicts harm. But force heal is fine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, force yeah. choke. No. Oh, Nick, you sweet boy. You stumbled into one of my particular bugbears <laughs> with depictions of the force in popular Star Wars media. Where uh-huh. it's, it's treated as if one had a, had a book of spells rather than simply being a, an om- omnipresent energy field that surrounds and binds us all. Ah, oh, but Liam, if one uses force choke... Does that imply... How many mana points does it consume? <laughs> but does that imply that he is selecting a less morally wise decision-making process and thus falling into the dark side? Well, in the current conception of it, yes. But I do not think that was necessarily always... I mean, obviously, <laughs> choking someone, regardless of how you do, is an act of cruelty. But but mm. if we think about the way it's all depicted in Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. to that point, we've seen like a few abilities performed. We've seen Darth Vader choke people. We've seen... Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi makes stormtroopers think these aren't the droids he's looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen... uh, But that was harmless. I'm I'm not finished. Oh, here we go. I'm building to something. Okay, alright. We've seen like some jumping shenanigans. Mm -hmm. We've seen lifting things. Okay. And then we get to this point and Luke Skywalker is infiltrating Jabba the Hutt's palace. We see him... More self-assured and confident than we have seen him to date. Uh-huh. And he's, like, up in the mix. And he... Yeah, I'm stalling. Okay, okay. And he he chokes out these pigmen. And we're like, wow, Luke is doing that. And then later we see him doing jumpy, flippy shit and pulling things to him with his mind. And then, wow, he's he's completed his training. He's mastered the Jedi arts. Mm. And we don't think about that, oh, you know, he's, he's using... He's accruing dark side points because he's... Employing force choke on these motherfuckers, mm. but then we get to the Empire and the Emperor, and it's like, wow, Luke's already mastered all the force stuff we've seen. Surely he'll be a match for the Emperor now. And the Emperor's like, Nah, I'm, I'm nothing you've ever seen before, baby. I've got lightning powers. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's it's magic, but it's not it's not selecting the spell from the menu, you know. Yeah, but all the bad guys use choke <laughs> so often. Actually, just Darth Vader and Luke, I'm pretty sure. But they Darth Vader uses it so often. <laughs> what can I say? Dude likes to choke people. <laughs> <laughs> he's into it. Look, he's got a thing that he likes to do. Maybe Dooku does it at one point. I can't remember. I don't know. All I know is... <laughs> Maybe. Darth Vader's into choke play. All I know is that at this point... Padme was not. There was a point I was trying to make about magic powers. And I can't remember the point I was trying and to I make, was it, like, let alone the point you yeah. were trying to make. And I was like, well, Jedi have a lot of magic powers, and now we've got magic powers here, and they're getting a bit out of hand. <laughs> oh, that's right, the mole. And the frog. The goal experience kind of got a bit out of hand. The, this is the mole-frog thesis of JoJo's World. <laughs> when moles are employed... By magic power users, maybe we're a bit far down the rabbit hole. Well, I feel like we've gone... We, 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 we went down the rabbit hole and out into Wonderland back when Jono created a, a new species of snake that could cure a magic virus with its venom out of a brick. Oh, God, why? Why does this stand This exist? show rules. Oh, man. The worst thing is, right, everyone else, generally speaking, has like... I have one, maybe two powers. I can do zips. I've got a plane. Exactly. I can redirect bullets. And it's always like thematic. Jornos is just like. Life. I can, I can sense souls. I can. But it's always just like, yeah, but now I can just do what I want. I can sense souls. I can it's... revive the dead. I can turn bullets in your body back into the body parts they but shot. It's so I can, broad. I can make an animal. It can do whatever I want it to. It's, it's so my broad. friend. It loves me. And it's like, hey, Jono, what do you need? Oh. And I'm like, precious snake. Please travel across the country and fall off a plane and kill someone for me. And the snake is like, "You got it, Jono." Hishy hish hish. No, that's not how the snake speaks. It speaks like this. Ah, oh, sorry. Hishy hiss hish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the mole is like, "This is indeed a disturbing turn of events, Jono. Look, the bit of the the gun that I found is all dunked up." We would make a great fanfic of <laughs> JoJo's. And Jono is like. Wow! Thanks, Mole. Look, guys, it's trying to tell me something. <laughs> I don't speak Mole. <laughs> could you imagine if Jono was like, "I've made this mute animal, and he's going to tell us where the enemy is." Tell me. Oh, you'll find <laughs> out. I'm about to summon it. Why doesn't Jono <laughs> hang out with more dogs? Because they die. But he could just make more. Yeah, but like, they I got, would. I got this they... ring of keys here. I'm going to turn it into a dog and hang out with it for a bit while we're traveling to the next place. But then it would die. Do you you not understand the concept of, in JoJo's, all dogs die? Not all dogs. Police didn't. How old is police now? He's getting up there in years, certainly. He is. Have we seen him since? I don't know if we saw him in either of the Rohan OVAs, did we? I don't think we did. Arnold didn't die. He was already a ghost when we met him. (laughs) Liam? Liam, you can't escape this fact. Uh, The dog that Cars saved didn't die. It's definitely dead by nah, now. That dog's gonna live forever, baby. Liam. It's got those dead eyes. It knows the, the school. Liam, at some point, you have to accept the dogs aren't All dogs live go to hell. Exactly. And Journo can make more and hang out with them, but then they won't die because he'll just turn them back into bricks. Oh, that's weird. That's so weird. Oh, God, that's weird. If you make a brick dog, will it age? If I was Journo, I would hang out with more cool animals. I wouldn't because I know they would die if I hung out with them too long. Yeah. If I was Jorno, I would start repopulating the world with bees. Oh, no. Look at him. How many bees would that be? No, we need bees. Oh, actually, we do, don't we? Why isn't Jorno just creating large, substantial (laughs) quantities? Frankly, at this point, global ecological collapse can be laying at Jorno's feet. Exactly. He can create all the solutions. This is your negligence. Create more trees. Destroy carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Mm. Create more cows. Suddenly... All world hunger is gone. No, because cows create more carbon dioxide. So. No, but then you kill the cow immediately. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you follow, you follow. <laughs> That's such a cruel fate. <laughs> well, it's quick, and if they come... If they're asleep first, it's like they never had a life to begin with, you know? Anyway, uh, anyway. we should probably keep going. Oh, so God, I'm enjoying these problem solvers. <laughs> no one move, because the gun is damaged. Someone clearly damaged the gun, because you can tell from the damaged metal, which means that... This mole has brought me a piece of the gun. Because it too was a piece of the gun. Mm-hmm. And now look, they don't fit together. Which means someone damaged it. Bucciarati's like, no, it's fine. Jonah's like, stay away from me, Bucciarati. Don't you come freaking close to me. The boss must be among us. Inside us. Mister's like, whatever, I've got a new gun. No, you're not listening to me, mister. Look, the boss... Okay, so look, the boss is inside one of us. So... Nick, yes. this whole thing with the boss being inside one of them, there was a line of dialogue that I, I'd overlooked on previous go-throughs of part five, which seemed to imply that as you had been theorising uh-huh. throughout part five, yeah. the boss can travel between bodies freely. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Well, either... It could be a berserk version of King Crimson. It's true. Could be. Or it's some Chariot Requiem bullshit. Or, and this might be crazy, right? The boss was never a real person to begin with, and he was just... A traveling ephemeral stand. So my no- yeah, that's not not that. But um, okay, right. my notes were a bit brief because I didn't pause the episode to get the exact quote. But mm-hmm. I've written it down here. It, it was along the lines of: if he has two personalities, he must be able to get in and out of others' minds freely, and he's inhabited one of us. You're goddamn right. That's crazy. That's bizarre. But think about it, right? If you think about the boss, yeah. If he is a multiple personality of Doppio. Mm-hmm. He himself doesn't have a body to be contained within, per se. Yeah, so are you saying this is something that can only be done while the chariot, requiem, zone of truth is active? I believe or... so, like, yes. Okay. Right? He's not just like a vengeful ghost who's like, no, I'm going to hang out in Mister. No, but I think the fact that the boss looks so similar to Doppio is no coincidence. Well, we know that they were the same yeah. upbringing. But at the same time, it's like Doppio's body was being. I don't know why people by... spend so much time arguing about the time-skipping of King Crimson when this is by far the more baffling turn of yeah. events. Well, they, I mean, if Doppio's body is the one being manipulated by the boss's, like, mind, and that's why he changes form, that makes more sense to me than if the boss was in someone else's body. No, because I think I think that is also the boss... I mean, I'm sure that is also the boss's original body. But, like, he's just... I, I am certain of that. But... Doppio is Doppio a multiple personality of the boss, they, they, or is they, the boss a multiple personality of Doppio? Yes, both. But, no, no, both. Because one of them was the original, and then fractured to become two. Right. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that the original Look, was the boss? Imagine like a road. Okay. Yep. And you're traveling down the road. Yeah. And then you get to a Y junction. No. And they both start at the exact same point. No, but it's not the same. It's exactly what's happening here. No, it's like a turnoff that goes parallel to the same road, right? No. Yes, It's because... a road that splits in two. No. From trauma. No, the Because trauma... he was born in a prison and you merely adopted the darkest, Shano. But then was he Doppio to start with or the boss to start with? So like, was Doppio first- what was are, you, are you asking what was his name? who inhabited the body first and then who became the splinter personality my wager personality? my wager probably the boss probably what we would consider like a fusion of the two and then they fractured uh, see i don't know i don't know if i buy well, that imp- crucially no one knows and we can only speculate. Yeah. But... Yes. But anyway... It's baffling to me that he has the power to just put himself in other people. Well, I assume this is just an enhanced It must be. Yeah. Please don't at me about this one. I know it's weird. Do it. Do it. Do it. We're overlooking some of the subtlety of it for having a a conversation that's listenable. But just... Oh, this is so weird. Let's break it down an entire episode. (laughs) So anyway... Jono's all like, someone. He's in one of us. Someone has the boss inside him and I'm going to shoot them out. There's a little bit of the boss inside all of us. Ew. If he's hidden, but Trish can detect him when he's not hidden, then he must be hiding and waiting for us to present an opportunity for him to get the arrow. Mm. And that's why when Chariot was going to kill Polnareff, he sabotaged the gun. I get you. Which means we can deduce that he is not in Polnareff. This is some like Vizzini from the Princess Bride level like So I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me (laughs) (laughs) Yes The boss is a mortal man who knows that he would die So he would clearly never allow Chariot to attack him So I can clearly eliminate Polnareff I mean it still makes sense though but it's not a good kind of sense. And I, Giorno Giovanna, was able to seamlessly slip into the body of Narantia, which was my body when Narantia died. So he can clearly not be in my body. And Mister's like, that's just what the boss would say. That's just what the boss wants me to think. Yeah. And Giorno's like, yep, I've got magic gold experience powers. I can sense how many souls are in a body because life force has mass. Which makes no sense. Nick like bodily leaned towards me and started staring at me when they said that. I was like, Liam, what? <laughs> so okay, they're, can... dropp- they're dropping some heavy concepts on us in this episode. So canonically speaking, ghosts exist. Mm-hmm. Life force is a mass, mm-hmm. and uh, the boss, the boss can move between different people. <laughs> yeah, everyone's turning into Cronenberg's because the arrow makes Stans berserk. Moles have unparalleled senses of smell. No, that's true. That's a real thing. I know, but it's funny. But it's canonical as well. Yeah, It's as true as it is in our world, it is true in Jojo's world. Perhaps even... Hi, forward. everyone. Welcome to Jojo's world. Moles can smell real good. Both themselves and other people. Terrible. I'm good. his roommate. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been since we pulled that out? So, guys, if you let me touch you all, I can... Figure it out. Now hang the fuck on a minute. How will we know that the boss isn't just going to attack one of us while you, maybe the boss, comes at us? I learned a trick from Polnareff. Drippy fingers! So he makes his finger bleed. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, if the blood disappears, we know that the uh, the time skip has happened. And Polnareff is like, yes, but it's still really hard to survive after that happens. <laughs> yeah? And it's basically down to luck, but we'll know. I'm feeling lucky, punk. So Jono starts approaching Mister, who's Mister's like, if body. you walk towards me anymore, I will shoot you in the head, Jono. And then Bruno in the boss's body is like, Jono, come to me. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to skip through. I know we are doing a lot of yeah. bullshit this episode. Yeah. But I, I do, I do want to take a moment to highlight like that tense standoff where like Jono was like, Mister, I am going to check you, and Mister is like. I'll shoot you. Yeah. And like, we see him start to squeeze the trigger. Like, I will fucking kill you if I think you're going to come over here and kill me, Jono. Jono's like, you're shooting the wrong man. And Mr's all like, what if you are the wrong man? What if I shot myself? (laughs) (laughs) It's worked pretty well so far. Wait a minute. You're making your blood drip, which means I can't shoot you. And no one else here seems to be wanting to shoot you, which means I have to shoot myself. And was like, uh... No, no, Polnareff actually was threatened. I must shoot myself. So Jono's like, I have to check you. And Bruno's all like, no, check, check me. me. I trust you, Jono. Check me, atheists. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jono starts walking over to Bruno. Bruno's all like, hmm. This is like um, in The Thing. Yes. When they want to test everyone's blood. It's a... Well... It's like an inverse, the thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, Giorno starts walking over to Bruno. Oh, they talking about, like, you know, from a certain perspective, we've got the boss cornered. Because we know he's in one of us. But from every other conceivable perspective, no! <laughs> the boss could kill us any minute. Slowly approaching uh, Bruno Bucciarati, who is, of course, in Diavolo's body, mm-hmm. and then, whoo, <gasps> more blood, time skips, uh-oh. Jorno loses an arm to a powerful judo chop, And they're all like, It was you all along, mister. And then uh, Bruno's like, No it wasn't, it was you, Trish. And then Trish is like, What? Better bring out my stand. And Diablo's like, Yes, that's just what I wanted you to do, to do. Because now I can grab your stand with my stand and move your body around. Don't know why I couldn't just grab your body with my stand and move your body around. But whatevs, baby! Uh, so then he does a little shimmy with her and is all like, hey, got look. got you now, sweet daughter. I've been waiting this I my whole life. My whole life? I've been waiting this your whole life to kill you. Boy, if you hadn't revealed your stand, this really could have gotten rough for me. But Diablo, baby. <laughs> um, so Diablo's all like, all right, you're coming with me. Sticky fingers attacks, but he's too fast. Time skipped, runs away. Trish is like, quick, shoot him, mister. And mister's all like, you don't understand. Well, he's like, quick, shoot him, mister. And mister's standing there. And Bruno's like, don't hesitate just because you'd be shooting, for y- shooting yourself. And mister's like, no, I've already shot. Why would I hesitate? Because I'm just shooting myself. I do that like every day. <laughs> well, he really does <laughs> just shoot himself, doesn't he? Yeah. Wow. What a crack shot. <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, obviously, most of the people he shoots leave the story. But it's fascinating that the person he most often shoots is himself, even accounting for that. (laughs) Oh my god. So silly. (laughs) Um, So he notices his bullets are gone and then the boss running does a few more time skips. Yeah, so like he time skips and like punches away some bullets. He time skips so that when the bullets hit a lamppost, it just falls through him. Um, And then as he's running... More bullets come through like a drain pipe. Oh, those were the bullets that whole horse shot into a drain pipe way back in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3. Oh. Circulating in the global sewers between... etc. etc. cetera. Et cetera. Uh, I was going to say between 1988 and 2001 or whatever it is. Uh, I getcha. I getcha. So, Diavolo's running ahead. Yeah? And he's like... He's approaching this bridge. I'm sure it's some historical bridge. I guess? <laughs> Really? Well bridges are historical from a certain point of view. Oh Jesus. This and was built in 2017. And he's it's- like Yes, I see it now. The shadow of Silver Chariot Requiem that I can see always points away from me. Which means that, that when that man looks at it, it's pointing away from him, which is a different angle than the one I'm seeing when Bruno Bucciarati sees it it's pointing away from him which would again be a different angle than what I'm seeing which means that through observation (laughs) the shadow is in different places depending on the viewing and that's why it controls everyone's stance which means. The shadow is the shadow of my own soul. Requiem is the shadow of my soul. Which means. Attacking Requiem is attacking myself. Which means. If there's a shadow, if I have a shadow over there, I've gotta have a light over there. And we see like a t- tiny sun start to peek out from behind his head. And he turns and he's like, I've got to destroy the light behind my own mind. So he punches the back of oh. his son. <laughs> his son's soul. And then basically Chariot Requiem explodes. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this, jo- Jojo is a bizarre adventure. Yeah. But this, this is perhaps the most galaxy brain moment we've encountered is so far. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my God, yes. Because the worst part is it all makes sense. From a certain perspective. Uh, uh. But the quote, I I wrote that quote in verbatim. It's, the light is behind my own mind. Which is like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is gone places, man. (laughs) And he's like, I, Diavolo, have the arrow. And like big, smug, king crimson face. And then Jorno, who's way back with polarf and is reattaching his own arm, is like, if he has the arrow, we should take advantage of it. And then ants appear so like, on his hand. Where he talks and he's like, the arm that he tore off me, and my particles of blood. It's all just particles, man. And you know what I can do with particles? Turn it into critters. Dun, dun, so dun, 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 King Crimson is there and he's like staring in victory at the arrow. He's like, oh, ants! There are like specks of blood on his hand Yeah, yeah, as well. from where he tore off Jono's yeah. arm. Wouldn't it have been great if he's like, oh, I'm afraid of bugs. <laughs> so then ants occur and he's like, what is this? Ants on me, King Crimson. And the ants eat through the, the shaft of the arrow, turning into just the arrowhead <gasps> that we've seen in the opening for so long now. Ooh. Uh, it falls to the ground. Yep. And he's like, "Oh, well, I'll just bend down and pick that up again." Uh, and then I think Mister yeah, Mister fires some shots to um to try to uh knock it away. But uh, f- at first we think Mister has the has the biggest brain strat because he fires some shots at King Crimson, forcing him to 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 take time to block those, yep. allowing time for the other bullets to knock the arrow away. But then he he throws a mutant in the path of the other bullets. Oh no! Oh no! Not that guy. King Crimson is. So far ahead of everyone else. And he's like, You trash underlings could never surpass the power of King Grimson. Oh, yeah, your, your stratagems will never overcome my predictive abilities. Oh, Trish, you suck. you trash. Uh, Butcherati, like, respect. Yeah, you made my heart speed up for a bit there. Can't believe you'd be so stupid as to betray me, though. And, uh, got, you know, props. You did figure out my identity. But, uh, but, you know, it's over now. Now I'll just, uh... I'll just bend down and pick up the arrow. (laughs) So he goes to bend down and pick it up, but then... Mr's like, Mr's like, give me more bullets. And they're like, we told you, we can't. It takes time. (laughs) Uh, So he tries to pick it down and then boing goes the arrow. Yeah. He's like, but how could it be achieved? And Trish, who is in Mr's body, of course, and is barely conscious, is like, Spice Girl, baby. Spice Girls turned the bullets. The bullets that he blocked before, they weren't deflected away. They were made malleable like chewing gum. So they stuck to his hands. Yep. So when he bent down to try to pick up the arrow, she undid the malleability. So they elasticized out and launched and, and like shot out and, and launched the arrow away. Which is genius. If only she did more things. And she, I, I want to return to that in a second. Okay, All right. And uh, the boss is like, Trish, but you're unconscious. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm self-actualized. Ah. Um, so I, I I do, I am disappointed that Trish's whole role in th- this climax so far in terms of having a meaningful infection effect on the, the narrative is reduced to being, like, a captive. Yeah. But I do appreciate that, in many ways, she is the one saving herself from this situation. Mm. She's mm. like, make, make, make me the damsel in distress? No thanks, I've still got magic powers. Yeah. The only problem is, it, King Crimson then immediately goes, well... This is fine. It's too far away for me to get to. And Bruno's going to get it. And Bruno's all like, I am going to it. No, no, it's Mr. It. Mr. is sitting there talking like, yes, it's coming towards me. I'm the closest. Even- I'll catch it any second now. Even if-, if he stops time, I'm still the closest. Here it comes. And then, Here uh, it comes. It's coming towards me. I'm Mr. It's Crimson- coming towards me. <laughs> Here comes. He talks for so He's long. So long. <laughs> King Crimson is then just like, well, Trish. I guess you can help me self actualize as well. Because Trisha's talking about how she's like, I'll overcome my past, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, overcome, you say? What if we overgo over there? (laughs) Punches himself in the stomach. Cacuines himself, essentially. Uh, To propel himself through the sky. Over towards the arrow. You will overcome not only your past, but also these lads. Fly through the sky. This is, once again, a parallel to, um, in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Stardust Crusaders. When Jotaro beat up Dio real bad and sent him flying through the air. And Dio was like, you fool Jojo, that's exactly what I wanted you to do. (laughs) So good and then everyone's like Trish! and he's flying through the sky and he's like i'm going to get the arrow now and to be continued <gasps> what no <laughs> no <laughs> how can it end like this no this is this is like oh my god wait why doesn't jono just use the eagles to retrieve the arrow or oh, well you, you see. know the eagles that he could create from Any object nearby? Because anti-air fucking defences. Everyone knows that he had fire fucking breathing dragons. The boss? No, Sauron! (laughs) What's Sauron got to do with this? Sauron is the boss. Sauron's alter ego... (laughs) Is Doppio. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Right, that that makes it a bit different then. Is Saruman the boss? (laughs) Gollum and the boss, a Smeagol. And what? Doppio. Oh <gasps> my god. It all adds up. No wonder that he was pink haired. And Talion and mm-hmm. Keller Brimble mm-hmm. and Jotaro and Star Platinum. Ah, I get it now. You know, you joke, but that actually kind of works. I <laughs> know. So, that's yeah. why I said it. Oh man. Oh man. So Nick, um, interesting episode. I remarked to you after we finished watching it that like it feels like For the first half of it, they stand around just expositing about stuff that doesn't matter for a while. But then a lot happens in the second half. Now, okay, just to be clear, the Cronenberging doesn't really come back. No. Well, because of Silver Chariot Requiem has been destroyed, so it's not happening anymore. (laughs) Even though that one guy was still super mutated when they threw, when the boss threw his body. That's interesting. I never really thought about that. No, I wonder if Polinor still has his little friend. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention concerning... That one guy was definitely still super mutated. Yeah, he was. He had many eyes. Yep. Maybe it just takes time for them to go back, you know? It took time for them to mutate. Yeah, it took time to go back. But skip time? So, Nick, highlights and lowlights. Oh, uh, why do you make me choose well, highlights? Well, my lowlight is, of course, the dumb, like, forced evolution, in, hu- human instrumentality project stuff that, like... Oh, I fucking love that shit. My though. my problem my problem with it, like in principle, I think it's a, it could be a neat idea. Yep. However, I feel like it's it comes as the last of too many things that Requiem is doing. Yep. Uh, and then nothing really comes of it. Okay. Like I feel is like th- is that it? Is that that's the only- essentially it? Like <laughs> Requiem is just too conceptually overloaded. Yeah. It's and it's, it's not- all and it's all introduced. Piece by piece, too. Yeah. As if if this is the true power of Requiem, then what were all the other things it was just doing? Yeah. It's not like It feels like Araki was kind of loosening his grip on the wheel for that particular bit. He was just a bit like, oh, I need to somehow make this make sense. Mm. Well... What what if I I keep making it make less and less sense Mm. and then it circles back around? Yeah. Because one of the nice things about Stans is they always do a thing, Mm. right? And then that thing... Sometimes that thing turns out to be many things, but... It's usually just the one thing. And then you or... play off that thing in many fun ways. Mm, mm. Yeah, My low light, Liam. Yep. I'm going to say that my low light is that the to be continued. <laughs> is that you want to know what happens next. I want to know what happens, Liam. I want to know what's going on. Because literally, we left on such a fucking point where it's like... Who will get it? Who gets the arrow? Is, is Trish really dead dead? Is there anything else going on that Mr. is close to? I don't know. <laughs> oh... Highlights okay highlight has to be galaxy brain moment the shadow is always away from me. That's pretty great. So that means it's behind me mi- behind So that means my this- mind And it's just like and of course by behind my mind I mean just like vaguely behind me but also in kind of a metaphorical sense. it's just like oh my god, what that's fucking amazing. My highlight, I think, is that... that It's, a, it's like a micro moment, mm-hmm. but it is that standoff between Mr. and Jorno where they're just I being thought. consumed by paranoia. Yep. It's a good mo. It's very thing-like. Yeah, yeah. Which one of you is the traitor? I don't know. Which one of you is the traitor? Traitor? Wait, you think I'm the traitor, you fuck? And, like, we know Mr. doesn't like dealing with, like, troubling issues, so it makes sense that, like, faced with the prospect that the bad guy could be within him, like, he would just, like, completely try to shut that idea down. So good. So good. So, Nick. Yeah. Silver Chariot Requiem has been destroyed. Obliterated one might say Sadly we did lose Silver Chariot this episode <sighs> What happened to Polnareff? He's still there Weird Because he said previously oh, yeah. He no longer has a stand Oh yeah Because if, if you love something Set it free Ooh. And he set Silver Chariot free Oh man God so much uh, The arrow It's Everyone wants it uh, Diavolo <laughs> is flying through the sky With his wounded body To get it After basically destroying Trisha's soul Doppio's dead Dopio's gone, man. Jono, he's he's a ways away still, but he did make some ants with Polnareff. Uh, Mister was close to the arrow, but no one was the closest. closest. But he's not anymore. Yeah. Bruno. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Five? Gold experience, mm. Golden Wind. I don't know why that started happening right at the end of the part, <laughs> and then started happening consistently. But it's happening. I'm getting that wrong. Okay. Golden Wind. Yep. In the episode entitled "King of Kings." Ooh. <sighs> King of Kings. Okay, I reckon King Crimson's finally going to get the arrow. Yep. He's going to stab himself with the arrow and then weird shit's going to start going down. Yeah, okay. Because he'll be like, I'm going to time skip and time stop and shit's going to be rad. So we've learnt what it's like having a, a Requiem style power up. That's kind of indifferent to you, and now Mm. it's going to see what it's like where someone's powered up and they're actively malicious to you. Yes. So, the problem is that Silver Chariot separated from Polnareff's control. Because Polnareff no longer had the ability to control it, because he was weak, I guess. I guess? He was weakened by his... Yeah, but the first time he couldn't even control it, could he? Well, the first time he was like, oh, this is some bad juju, I'm gonna... (laughs) Okay. I think also by that point he was probably... Already weakened on account of having no arms or legs anymore. That is true. That is true. And having gone through a traumatic experience, which I suppose would reduce your mental fortitude. Hmm. I wonder. So, okay. I definitely think King Crimson is going to get the arrow and stab himself. Okay. The question then becomes, what does King Crimson look like as King of Kings? What does it do? Yeah. So it could do time stop, but we've already seen time stop. And he already has time erasure. Which is basically the same thing. Which is basically the same thing. Um... Oh, what could he do? Could he do time reversal? Is that a thing that could happen? I mean, that's kind of like what Bites the Dust did. And we are doing nothing if not parallels to previous stories. It's true. Now keep in mind, as we saw with uh, Silver Chariot Requiem's powers, and as uh, Polnareff kept telling us, like, the, the, the... the thing they're pushing for, the arrow, is that it's like it will grant you power over the souls of of humanity, mm, mm. Yugi. So then maybe he'll be able to control Bruno and Mister via King Crimson, maybe. Oh, make them into bad guys. Make them into bad guys. Will he get sometime. his own body back. What? No, of course not. Okay. What? Um, um. 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 But then, what does Jorno do? Maybe Giorno's is too far away to be mind controlled, and it's like an additional pu- and an, an, an initial pulse wave or mm. something. But here's the thing: one hundred percent confident. One hundred troops. Here's what's going to go down. He's okay. The boss is going to do his crazy thing. Yeah, Jorno at the end of the episode will then go. Little does he know. I've got a trick in his sleeve. Little does he know, I still have the other arrow from the start of the story for that Black Sabbath hat. Oh. Can and you imagine? That would be amazing. No, I reckon it'll be uh, a trick in his sleeve. Is that trick ants? Yes. <laughs> Which will then morph into some other bullshit that will distract the boss, and then he'll get the arrow back and be all like, haha, now I have the arrow. And if they are, if they, if Jono gets the arrow, mm-hmm. Does King Crimson stop being powered up or do they both become powered up and it's some Super Saiyan Goku versus Frieza bullshit? Well, I think you you know the answer to that. It's definitely the latter. Like, <laughs> what? why would King Crimson stop being powered up? That makes no sense. He's the King of Kings. So then Jono would be all like, now I'm powered up. Now I control all life because I've ascended. I'm the godfather of reality. Yeah, more or less at that point because he's halfway there without being powered up. I think. Alright, we'll see see what happens next time on JoJo's World. Yes. So, um, (laughs) keep at us on Twitter. I'm doing a lot more shit posting on the JoJo's podcast account right now because mine is, my personal account is currently temporarily private for work hunt reasons. Uh, Ah. Send us your best, uh, cheeky Mandalorian memes. God, it makes me so happy. Makes me so, we, you need to watch Mandalorian. I will. Good. Get on it, Mando. And until next time... To be continued!